Well, precious jewels, precious stones, that's who you are. And uh, I've never introduced a homily like that in my life and may never again, but there's a reason for it today. If you take your bulletin and look at the readings that were there today, you will ultimately understand why I started that way. What I'd like to do today is to talk to you first a little bit, you know, just a little bit about who I am and what I do. That's in what we read today. You need to understand that because there is somewhat of a difference between me and you. You'll see that in a few moments. And yet we're all the same together. But then you need to see where all this is going and you need to walk out of here today. You need to walk out of this church either being gold, silver, or some kind of a precious stone in your understanding or I missed my whole point. Now, let's look at the epistle. Uh, you know, sometimes I have a very difficult time trying to figure out why the epistle was chosen and why the gospel was chosen. I mean, why they chose these two on the same day. I've been told many times that that was done carefully. Well, sometimes it's tough. I don't think today's all that tough. Here's what St. Paul says in the epistle. Brethren, we... I'm one of them. We are God's fellow workers. You, that's you, are God's field, God's building. Now hang on to this. There are a number of metaphors in the New Testament for the church. There's at least four. You have the church as the bride of Christ. You have the church as a body of, as the body of Christ. You have the church in the New Testament as a building, and you have the church in the New Testament as a field. All of these are important. And St. Paul lays out a we and a you. Who's the we? Well, he will tell you who the we are. He says, we're God's fellow workers, you're God's field, God's building, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation. Another man is building upon it. St. Paul is the wise master builder. I happen to be one of those who is another building on that foundation. I didn't lay the foundation. But I'm building on that foundation. But you better hope I understand what I'm doing. And you better hope that I know how to do it. I look at some incredible building going up in downtown San Diego. One of these... 10, 20-story high-rises, and I wonder what would happen if an incompetent engineer or architect or superintendent got in there building that thing and wondering about not only is it going to stand till they get it up, but is it going to stay up once they get it up? You better have competent people. So according to this passage, St. Paul's the master builder and in Antioch, we surely would assume he's the master builder because he and St. Peter laid the foundation of Antioch, of whom we are. And then secondly, there, he, there's not just one master builder. There are others who build on that foundation. And I hopefully am building on that foundation. Now, two metaphors today in the lesson that we have. One is God's field. You, you're God's field. You are God's building. Why those two metaphors? Well, I'll tell you one thing. The work of a priest is like the work of a farmer. I'm not a farmer. I am the son of a farmer turned minister. 
and I learned a lot from the farmer turned minister about farming. I learned about farming that the farmers never threw. Once in a while I run into a priest who thinks he can work an eight-hour day. Any priest who thinks he can work an eight-hour day needs to go get an eight-hour-a-day job. He needs to get a clock and punch it. You want a priest who's never through. Never. There's always something to do. Because the field needs to be tilled. There's weeds to get out of the field, folks, and there's fertilizer that needs to go to the field. And there's seed that needs to be sown, or there's going to be no crop. And so the farmer better take care of the field. But then there's the building. Two different metaphors, but both for the same thing. This metaphor, building. Now, this is more important than the first. Because what is going on right here today, and what goes on seven days a week, 365 days a year, is a building is going up. A building that is supposed to last for all eternity. And this building, as it goes up, has a name. As a matter of fact, it's not just exactly a building. It's, it's a building that is in reality a city. But it's a huge building. It's a city. And it's a city called the New Jerusalem. And it lasts forever unto all the ages and that building is being built at this moment, even as we speak. Now, when you go about your building process, you better have some materials. What are you going to build with? Well, you're going to need some concrete. You're going to need some rebar. You're going to need all kinds of stuff to get this building up. Whatever it takes to build a building. And St. Paul describes in here, in this epistle lesson, how the building goes up. So he says... Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each man's work will become manifest. Well, you've got two options there. Gold, silver, precious stones. Or you've got wood, hay, and stubble. Now, folks, basically, this refers to you. Either you are gold, silver, or precious stones. Or maybe you are wood, hay, or stubble. Because this is what goes into this building. The day is going to come when I'm going to have to stand before the great dread judgment seat of Christ. Don't take me too literally here. I'm going to have to stand there and it's like a great giant blowtorch is going to go on St. Anthony. And after that big blast, we're going to see what's left. And it isn't going to be your fault if it burns down. Do you know whose fault it is? It's mine. It's my fault if it burns down because here's what he says. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, let each man's work will become manifest, obvious, for the day, the day, will disclose it. Because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. That's not what you have done. You're going to stand in judgment too, but I stand not only for myself personally, but I have to stand for this parish. And if the work which anyone has done, as built on the foundation, survives, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, 
He will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but as by fire. If you don't think that strikes a little fear into my heart, you got another guess coming. I've been very aware of that passage since I was in my teens. And I never, never, never let it get too far from my mind. Because I have to give an account, not to the parish council, or I give a certain account there, not to the bishop or the archbishop. Yes, I have to give an account to them. But I've ultimately got to give an account to God for what happened here these last ten and a half, almost eleven years. But it's not something I do by myself because these building materials are rather unique. Now, Antioch has basically two founders. Wouldn't you say historically? The Church of Antioch, two founders, St. Peter and St. Paul. Clearly, St. Peter was the first bishop of Antioch. But very clearly, St. Paul was instrumental in the foundation of Antioch. Furthermore, it became his base of operation. And so here we read from St. Peter. This is what he says. Coming to him as a living stone, him, that's Jesus, coming to him as a living stone, Jesus, a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. What did I start out today? Precious stones? Okay, coming to him as a living stone, precious, you also, now you're with me, wake up everybody, you also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. Well, who's doing the building? Well, the builders are. Many times this passage is read and you think, well, you know, some, there's some mystical giant out there with a hammer and nails and level who's building the building. No, it's the builders that are doing the building. You also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What is unique about this building that is going up is that it is built out of living stones. Who's the main living stone? Who's the chief cornerstone that's alive? It's Jesus. And who's being built up? It's living stones. And that's what you are. And the, the, the closing of the epistle lesson today was this. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Now, he started out in this passage. You are God's field. You are God's building. But it's a particular kind of a building. You can talk to me out loud. What kind of a building is this when this gets up? Is it an office building? Is it a residential building? Is it a hotel? Is it a conference center? When it's up, what is it? You can talk to me. It's a temple. That's what this is when it's up. And what's it built out of? It's built out of you. It's built out of living stones. It's built out of people. And when you read this in the book of Revelation, it's so utterly clear that the entire eternal temple of God is built out of people, living stones. And then a day comes, that great day, when the heat goes on, and we're going to find out about what I built with. Now, I want to tell you what this building is not. This building is not the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America. I like the Antiochian Christian Archdiocese of North America. 
but that's not the building. That's a helper to the building. Where's the building? It's right here. Is it some kind of a Christian denomination? I am no longer opposed to Christian denominations. I'm not wild about them. Neither are you. None of us are. Hopefully that'll get dispensed with someday. It will when the fire goes on, won't it? When the fire goes on, there's not going to be Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, Catholics, or Orthodox, or whiskey, I mean, Episcopalians. It's not going to be like that, not on your life. There is only going to be one. But a temple is being built. A temple is going up. Now, what I want you to get a picture of today, I want you to get a picture of what we are as this building goes up. And that it is a building that is going up. It, it's, we're God's building, but this building is a temple. Because have you ever driven by the same construction site of a huge construction site where day after day, week after week, month after month on your commute or something, you drive by and you see the thing going up? When we saw, I always get my directions mixed, when we saw these high rises going up down here, just down on the corner, when you saw them going up, first of all, it was a long time before anything got up to ground level, wasn't it? It was months when they were underground and hauling dirt away. And then it began to go up and up and up. And you watched the progress and it was kind of fun to watch, wasn't it? Especially the guy who was way up in the thing up on top, you know. That's the kind of one I'd like. I'd like to ride in that thing up on top, you know, that goes around up there. Okay, that, you're watching a building go up. But you're the building, now, my job is twofold in this. Secondly, my job is to make sure that we got gold, silver, and precious stones. And you know, it's interesting. Now, as living stones, do you know that stones metamorphose? For instance, coal becomes diamond. Stones can metamorphose. I had a lot of geology in college, and I studied a lot of rocks and minerals, and I discovered that you put them under enough pressure and you can make one rock another rock. You can make them something else. They can transform. And when you're dealing with living stones, there's transformations that can, that can take place. And some of you, you may start off as a, a zircon, looking good, but end up a precious diamond or some grand and glorious stone because this thing, when it all goes up, when it's all together, it's all beautiful, how grand and glorious. And, and you're going to be able as a living stone to stand there and to look at it. And you know what you're going to say when you see it? You're going to say, Oh, glory to God! For no one else could possibly do this. Now, we got one more step to go. You're God's field. You're God's building. We got builders, we got stones, we got materials, but they're not just chunks of wood or concrete. Living stones being built up. Living stones who themselves are in a process of transformation. That's at the very heart of our faith. But then today's gospel lesson. Jesus walking on the water. Now, I've heard sermons on Jesus walking on the water, and here's how they go. Oh, here comes Jesus walking on the water. And every, all the disciples are scared. And what you need to do is, you need to be like Peter, and you need to be bold. You need to say, Lord, bid me come to you. And then when Jesus gets into your boat, everything becomes calm and mild. And you need to get Jesus in your boat. Well, folks, that may be great rhetoric, but it ain't your reality. <laughs> 
it isn't the way you normally live. Look, there's only one time in all history where Jesus came walking on the water. Okay, it sounds noble to say, bid me come to you in the midst of my distress. Okay, I'll buy that. But that's not why that lesson's in the New Testament. That's not why it was written. Not at all. Do you know why it was written? It was written so that the master builders would know the foundation. That incident happened so that Peter would understand. Only one human being had ever walked on water by that time, and that was, well, two, Jesus, who was human and divine, and Peter. But why was this done for him? The chief of the apostles... He had to know who this foundation was. What we have here is an attestation to the foundation. You better know that what's underground is able to hold up this whole superstructure. You better know that. That's why that's written there. It's written for our instruction. Oh, you can draw some lessons from it, but be careful. What are you going to do if what are you going to do if you cry out to God and you sink? Well, some people do, don't they? Don't they? Let's be realistic. For some reason, it wasn't in the purpose of God to deliver them. Could, could Jesus have let Peter sing? Well, at that moment, no. Why? Because he needed to be demonstrated to be the foundation. Oh, my goodness, how important. Yes, you need Jesus in your boat. You know what one of the main metaphors has been used historically by the church for itself? It's a boat. It's a ship. Do you know what this part of the church is called, by the way? Technically, do you know what this part we're in? That's the altar. And this is the nave. Why is it the nave? From the nawis, the boat, the ship. This is the nave. Well, we got Jesus in our ship, don't we? <laughs> There's all the metaphors. Okay. So the building's going up. The stones are being transformed. The builders are building. It's going up into an eternal building that will last for all eternity. And you're being transformed to take your part in that. One stone bumping against another. One stone nestled against another until we fit. Because that's what has to happen. That, when you build with stones, you know, this isn't like pouring concrete in forms. This is like a stonemason. And you've got to make it fit. And as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the face of another as one diamond rubs against, as one diamond rubs against <laughs> putty. <No. laughs> oh, how cruel. <laughs> but you understand what I mean, don't you? So we get built together. Is construction easy? Are there problems? Are there difficulties? Sure there are. But the building's going up, and it's a grand, and it's a glorious building. So... Living stones, precious stones, know what's going on. We're not trying to build some massive building. Oh, I'd, I mean, you know, with uh, construction materials. Sure, I'd like to have a building. We'll get one. But whether we ever have that or not, what we're into right now is a grand and a glorious, glorious building that's going up an eternal temple to the living God in which we will worship for all eternity and of which we participate in right now.